Let's uh, say this uh, scripture together, Isaiah 50, verse 4, and verse 5, and it's our confession uh, to our God. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. We generally say that their scripture, because Jesus said, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Because not everyone that can hear can really hear God. So we're asking God to help us. Father, I just want to ask that your word uh, come out this morning with clarity so that your people will hear and know that you are the great physician and that there's nothing that you cannot do. We give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes I'm by myself and I'm thinking... I mean, if you've been on a cruise, yeah, I've been, and then, you know, I look into the ocean as far as my eyes can see, and I'm wondering, oh my God, this is amazing. If you leave me right there by myself, there's no way I'll make it out. It's so huge. And then you look into the sky, and you see the stars. And then we are told every star is a sun. That's an amazing thing. God's so big, so huge. It lets me know this God that we serve is so huge. There's nothing that He cannot do. It's hard for, for me to wrap my mind around it. The earth rotates and revolves. God's outside the earth. He's bigger than the earth. We have night and day. God doesn't have that. He's away from it. Of it all. So huge. Beyond what we can imagine. And if God's that big, what is it? How big is your problem? How huge is your problem for God? Is it that difficult for God? Can anything be broken in your life that God cannot fix? That's the God that we serve. That's the God that came to this world as a man. To me, that's the greatest honor. That God himself will come to us in the form of a man. Take on humanity. Identify with us. That's an amazing thing. This great and mighty God that our minds cannot fathom, cannot put together, He came to live with us. I mean, this earth that you're standing on right now, Jesus walked on this same earth. God walked on this earth. That's an amazing thing. And He came for us. He came to seek us out. Now, in, in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17, God, the, the prophet says, Ha, Lord God, Thou, you, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. It says, nothing is too hard for God. There is nothing too hard for God. We've been singing it this morning. I didn't talk to them about the message. But there's nothing too hard for God. There is nothing that's broken in your life that God cannot fix. It doesn't matter what's broken in your life. God can fix it. All He's asking for, from us is to believe. That's all He's asking from us. To believe. All things are possible with God. The disciples said to Jesus, Who then can be saved? Jesus said, With man 
that's the case. But with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is too hard for God. And the Bible also tells us in, in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus was talking to a man that brought his son and his disciples could not kill the boy. And, and I mean, he, that fellow came with a lot of faith because he's heard Jesus heals and his disciples also heal. And Jesus was gone up to the Mount of Transfiguration and he was dealing with the disciples and they couldn't cast the devil out. And when Jesus came, he said, now, what's going on? What are you talking about? What, what, what's, what, you do, what are you doing with my disciples here? Let's paraphrase. And the, the man said, now, listen, I brought my son to your disciples. He has a demon. I want him to heal him. And they can't. They can't. And then he said to Jesus, if you can do anything, help me. And Jesus like, hmm? if I can do anything, it's really up to you. That's in verse 23. He says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So your, God's impossibility meets with, meets with your belief and you got all things possible. God's impossible, I mean impossibly, nothing is impossible with God. But if you believe that God's impossibility becomes part of your life and there's nothing impossible for you. And I believe that's exactly what God's going to do here this morning. Because I believe and you believe. Amen? So if you're sick in the body, get ready to get well. Get ready to get well. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a, a C word that's called cancer. I don't care what it is. And it doesn't matter how long he's been in your life. God can heal you. And God can heal you this morning. And God will heal you this morning. Now let me say this. A lot of people want to say, well, I know God can heal. But I'm not sure if God wants to heal me. Hello? We want to know if it's God's will to heal me. I don't. He's God. He can do anything. That's what we say, right? But when it comes to me, I'm not very sure about that. Maybe because, maybe I may have done something uh, that he doesn't like, and, and he'll exclude me. But that may, you have a problem then. Okay? <laughs> Take that problem, and your problem, the sickness, or whatever you want God to do for you, they are all problems. Bring them to him. He'll take care of all your problems. Amen? Amen? He'll take care of all your problems. Doesn't matter what's going on in your life. With regards to healing, it's most of the time in church we're talking about uh, physical healing. God goes beyond that. He doesn't want you just to be physically healed. And then emotionally you're suffering. How good is that? You are physically okay, but you're depressed. You're still sick. And sometimes those sicknesses are worse than what we see physically. Because they conjure all kinds of feelings that you have no control over. And put you down. God can heal depression also. Can I hear an amen? God can heal that. Maybe it's your finances. It's hard and torturing if you can pay your bills. It's hard when you're feeling they're going to take my house away from me. It's hard when you've lost your job and you're thinking, there's no way I can find a job. Well, God can take care of that problem also. That problem is not impossible with God. That's part of the healing that Jesus brought to us. Now, let me go to our scriptures. Isaiah chapter 53 tells us here, this scripture, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version, it says, Surely He has borne our grief. That means sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses. <laughs> sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses. Surely He has borne is that not what the scripture says? Jesus, that God that came in the form of a man, He bore your weakness. 
That means I don't have to be weak. Hello? I know everyone can be weak and say, well, you are a man. Yeah, but God has said in this word, Jesus bore my weakness. Jesus bore my sickness. Jesus also bore my distresses. And if that's true, and the Bible says, let God be true, and every man a liar, including your feelings, we stay with God. God is the truth. If you believe the truth, it will happen to you. That's what Jesus meant. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believe. It's not that God doesn't want to do it for you. It's just that I'm not able to believe. And it's so simple. We insult God when we don't believe Him. If you're wealthy and you have a son, and you tell your son, I'm going to buy you a bicycle. And then the son is acting like, I don't really believe that you do this for me. And that can be very painful. If he keeps saying, are you sure you're going to do that for me? Son, I already told you I will buy you a bicycle. Are you sure you're going to do that for me the next day? He says, son, beat it, okay? <laughs> I'll buy you a bicycle. Especially if you have the ability to do it. He says, surely he has borne our griefs. That's sicknesses, weaknesses, and di- distresses. And carried our sorrows and pains. Yet, we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God, as if it were with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needed to obtain peace and well-being. For us was on, upon him. And with his stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. This, was, this has already been done. You know, before I came to Christ, I used to think, I didn't know who Jesus really was. I heard the name. And I heard he was the son of God. And sometimes in my mind, why is it in my mind, just a young boy, I would say, why is he the only one that's the son of God? I know you haven't been there. But just the way I used to think, you know, why, why is he? And, and then I think, well, if he's a good person, if he dies, well, he can die for his friend. How can his death be for every one of us? Well, when I finally realized that wasn't a man that died, that was God himself. That was God in human flesh. He died to take away our sins. So if he died to take away our sins, then we can be free from sin. What do you have to do to get all your sins forgiven? Just ask. Right? Believe and ask. Everyone knows if you ask God for forgiveness and you're really sorry, and you repent, God will forgive you, right? Why? Why are you so sure? What made you so sure that if you ask God for your forgiveness, He'll forgive you? Why? I know you'll tell me, preacher, you want, I'll show you. You give me this, the scripture, right? He bore our sins on the cross, right? So because He bore your sins on the cross, that's why you know you can be sure that He will forgive you if you ask for forgiveness. Oh, yes, yes, pastor, that's right. I ask for forgiveness and God forgives because God cannot lie. He bore my sins on the cross. Well, He also bore your sickness. Hello? He also did what? Your sin and your sickness put Him to death. There wasn't a sin that was killing Him. He was sin on Him that killed Him, right? On the cross. But also it was sickness on Him. Both of them were on Him. You don't have to pick and choose what you want. You take everything that he's given to us. He died for, he bore our sins, and he also bore our sicknesses. And with both, he went to the cross. When you take the communion, you just don't drink the wine, right? You also take the bread. The bread is the body broken for your healing. 
You can't pick what you want and let the other go. God made the price for all of us. All of that. Now, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17, he says, Who, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed how many? How many? How many? All. All. Do you mean, would everyone agree with me that if you were in that crowd on that day, you wouldn't have to go back with your sickness, right? Say, yes, Jesus was there. Yeah, he's here today, amen. <laughs> it's our mind playing game. He was there. Jesus himself was there. But Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in, what, in my name, guess what? You may not see him, but he's so bigly here, if I can use that word. He's all over the place. He sat by you one minute and he's sitting by the other guy as well. That's it. He's here. And will he be Jesus in our midst? He'd be a different Jesus? No. Just like the Bible, you, Bible Jesus that you read about. He's still the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Did you know how Matthew saw what Isaiah wrote, the scripture that we just read? That he bore our grief and carried our sorrows. If you want to know what Matthew saw about that, then we read from this chapter here. Matthew 8, verse 16. When evening was coming, he healed all that were sick. That, that's very important, verse 17. That it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. So this evening, Jesus was deliberate. He was going to fulfill what was written about him. So that's why he healed everybody. He healed all to fulfill, right? He healed everyone to fulfill what was written by Isaiah of the prophet concerning him. That he himself took our infirmities and what? Bore our sicknesses. If he bore your sickness, why are you still bearing it? You like bearing it? You like to be sick? Some people do. I mean, they, they like the sympathy. And they like the flowers that they sent to them. Amen. When I was growing up, I thought I was in the hospital. I shared this story with this guy that was in, my, in the hospital with me. I finally figured that he liked being sick. Because back there, he could get whatever kind of food he wanted. They'd have to beg him. They said, Do you want this? No. You want that? No. And then he goes, Oh, oh. He won't quit groaning until they mention the food that he likes to eat. And he said, yes, I'll have that one. And then they go get it for him. And then I was in the hospital with him. And when his family leaves, he's quiet as a mouse. He doesn't groan. He's just sleeping in his bed. But as soon as one of his family members knows, he goes, oh, he started again. He started again. He likes being sick. I wanted out of that room. I mean, I didn't want to stay with him. I thought, this guy's crazy. He like, but, but they say, you want to eat this food? No. You want the other one? No, I don't think it. Wasn't that the guy that was sleeping here quietly before they came? What's going on with him now? And, but as soon as they mention, he sits down and they bring that food. He's so fast eating that stuff. I say, he wants to be sick. He likes it. Now you're laughing. But <laughs> we have to accept what he's done for us. Yes. I don't care what it is. Whether it's chemical, he's God. He created your, the organs in your body. He did everything. God can change your situation just like that. He's God. There's nothing that's impossible with Him. You're too close to the problem. You forgot. You can't see God anymore. The problem is too big for you because you can't see past the problem to God. We come to church and people went to Jesus. 
in his time because they had problems. And let me tell you this. You can't find anyone that went to Jesus in the Bible and went back home with their problems. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you want the same solution that they had in Bible days, then you have to come like they did. They were sure he will heal them. They were sure he will take care of their needs. They went to him and he answered and met every need. You know, Paul said, no, no, that's what Peter, Acts chapter 10, he said from verse 34, he said, now I know, I perceive, God is no respecter of persons. Any nation, anywhere, if anyone fears him, he's acceptable with him. Now let me say this, if God will heal one person, he'll heal all. If God will heal just one person, he'll heal all. And if he won't do it, then God is partial, right? But God's not partial. If he will heal one person, he heals everyone. It's our mind and Satan telling, telling us, you have gone too far, God's not going to accept you. Jesus said, come. Come unto me. All, everyone who wants to, you are free to come to him. And he will save and heal. In the Old Testament, it's an amazing thing. God told them in uh, Exodus chapter 15, God told them, if you will diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and you do what pleases him, according to the scriptures, he says, I will not permit any of these diseases that I have put on the Egyptians. And he says, because I am the Lord that heals you. So God declared himself, even in the Old Testament, to be the healer of his people. God declared himself to be the healer of his people. And if you read in Psalm 105, verse 37, it tells us there, he also brought them out with silver and gold. And there was none feeble among all their tribes. Speaking of the people that came out with Moses from Egypt. There was not even a weak person among their tribes. Not even a sick person. No child had a running nose. Everybody was well. You know how many people? Three million people. That's what theologians tell us. Three million people heard God say, I am the Lord that heals you. In other words, I am the Lord, your physician. That they heard it and believed it. And there was no sick person among their tribes. You know how long? Forty years. Get it. Get it. They died from their rebellion in the wilderness, but not from sickness. Listen. There was not a weak person. That was Old Testament. Not a weak person among all of their tribes for 40 years. Why? Because God said to them, I will be your physician. And when they had serpents biting them, God said, I'll raise up that pole there. And you just look. When you're bidding, look. That was the only sickness that they had from serpents. And they had the solution. And Jesus said to us, just as Moses raised up the brazen serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of God will be lifted up. And all they had to do was look. Poison in their veins. All they had to do just for the words of the prophet. Can you imagine? You see Moses making a brazen serpent and he lifts it up and he tells you all you have to do when you're beaten, before you die, turn around and look and, and the, the, the poison will be neutralized. They believed it. And then they looked. And guess what? They lived. 
And Jesus has done the same thing for us. He was lifted up. And all he's asking is one thing. Believe. Just believe. Just believe. He worked for them in the Old Testament. Why won't he work for us? You know, the problem has been this. We know so much about forgiveness of sin. We are very familiar with that. Because we have been taught that. Jesus took our sins. Every preacher tells you. And that's, there's nothing wrong. That's the truth. Jesus took our sins. And if you confess your sins, if you're here this morning, all you need to do is, God, please forgive me. And He forgives you. God, I'm going to serve you. And He'll listen to that. God, I'm sorry. In fact, you'll feel that pain in your heart because you know, you know that it was your waywardness, the things that you've done that put Jesus on the cross. And you don't like that. God, forgive me. And instantly, He's forgiven. And when I go out and I preach, and I'm, the other day I was out in the southwest, talked to a young woman briefly, and I said, would you receive Christ? Would you pray with me to accept Christ? Yes, she goes to church now. That was probably last week or so. That's what this is all about. God can forgive. And I say, well, he prayed a prayer, a sinner's prayer with me. And he said, then I tell you, he's saved now. You don't argue with me, Right? You don't argue with me. Yeah, he prayed. And so he's, he's saved now. And he goes to church. <laughs> but when it comes to healing, we change our attitude. We change our attitude. And some people believe, they say, well, uh, God's making me sick uh, because he's trying to teach me a lesson. With this sickness. Uh, God, some good things are coming from this sickness. As God has allowed this sickness. And some preacher will say, be patient in, in, in this your sickness uh, until God uh, wills uh, to make you, uh, to free you from the, uh, your sin. Let me put it this way. Be patient in your sickness until God chooses and the time uh, to heal you. Well, would you do the same thing with sin? Would you tell somebody, be patient in this your sin? Don't worry about it. Just keep sinning until when God chooses and He feels good and He's going to save you from this sin. Would you say that? Would you never say that to somebody who is sinning? But so if you can't do that with somebody who is sinning, why do we do that with sickness? Why do we do that with sickness? God wants us well. I want to end with this because of time to pray. There was a woman that was uh, sick for 12 years. She had a flow of blood from her body. The Bible also tells us that Mark chapter 5, beginning from verse 28. I want to just go through it. I don't want to go read it. We know the story. But this woman had been sick for 12 years, a flow of blood. And you know, if you're losing blood, your body's going to be weakened, right? Your body's going to be weakened. She had been sick for 12 years, and she's gone to different physicians. They keep giving her hope. One physician will say, well, come over here. We'll help you. We've dealt with this before. That's my thinking. And we can help you. She'll spend a lot of money trying to get well. Nothing happens. And then she goes to another, they will recommend another, uh, another physician. She goes to the other doctor, and the doctor couldn't help her. And the Bible says, even with their treatment, she got worse. She was losing money and losing her health and life as well. That's what sickness is. Sickness will steal from us. Sickness is evil. That's why Jesus put sickness and sin... On his son, because both are evil. Sickness is wicked. He holds the whole home in captivity. Thank God, God has, you know, God built us. God never built us to be sick. God never intended that. Actually, God placed in us ability from the day we were created, the ability to fight off disease, your immune system, because He doesn't want that for us. That's not His will. So this woman had been sick for these 12 years. I'm sure with all the fear, what's going to happen to me? It was even more than that. 
She couldn't go to the house of God. Did you know that if you have an issue of blood in the Old Testament, you couldn't go to the tabernacle? She was out like an outcast. No life. I'm sure there was things were going well for her at a particular time because she had money. But now, this sickness came, was stealing from her, taking a life, separated her from her people. But God would do something. The Bible says, she heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. She could have said, no use to try. I've tried everything. Which is what most of the time we think, well, I've tried everything. I've prayed, I've done everything. Well, you've done all of that. Today is the end of whatever your problem is. Can I hear an amen? amen. Today, God's going to take care of that problem, whatever it is. I want you to believe with me, because I'm believing. I know somebody's going to be healed this morning, physically, mentally, emotionally, in whatever area you're sick. Jesus is able to heal this morning. All you need to do is first give your life to Him. That's important, because He doesn't want to heal you, make you strong, so that you can go out and do rebellious things against Him. Amen? Strong to sin. No. (laughs) He wants to free you from your sin. So you can live for Him. Heal you so that you can work for Him. Amen. So this woman was sick and she heard about Jesus. And the Bible says, she said to herself, I've heard enough. And that's the same Jesus. The one that raised Lazarus from the dead. After he's been dead for many days. God raised him. She, She decided, all I need It's too embarrassing for me to stand and tell everybody what my problem was. So she devised a way to get well. And God allowed it. Amen? She devised a way to get well. She said to herself, I know if I may just touch the hem of his garment, I will be well. I will be healed. The Bible tells us From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent ones take it by force. You know what that means? This woman, weak, she would not give up. She was in the crowd. I'm sure she was pushing herself, getting closer and closer to Jesus. All the while thinking in her mind, if I can get there, pushing people around, pushing them away, trying to get close. I'm sure she shoves a guy around and the guy looks, what's wrong with you, lady? And she says, you are not my problem. I'm going for him. I'm going to get there. And she got there. And she touched Jesus. And immediately, that thing was gone. And Jesus turned to her, asking, who touched me? You know the scripture. And she was afraid. The Bible says finally she owned up, told him everything. You know what Jesus said to her? Go and be made whole. Go and be made whole. Go and be made whole. I'd like to read that scripture from Luke chapter 8 verse 48. When Jesus spoke to her. Because that's what it is. I'm focusing on the word whole. Because whole, she, she was already healed, right? But that's not where God stops. God wants you healed in every area of your life. She was already healed physically. But then Jesus pronounced another healing upon her life. She, he said to her, daughter, you know what that means? Child of God. Your faith your confidence and trust in me has made you well. Now go, enter into peace. Untroubled. You're not troubled by anything. She had troubles before. You know what I, know, what I think in my mind? God restored her untroubled, undisturbed, having a feeling of well-being. 
all in my mind all the money she spent for her healing she will recover everything because Jesus gave the command the same commandment that said let there be light amen go you're not going to be disturbed anymore you're not going to be distressed anymore God has healed you God's method is this he sent his word and healed them he sent his word and healed them Jesus is the word of God he was sent into our world and he healed the dead amen bow your heads with me we're going to be praying pretty soon thank you Lord some of us the reason why we are having issues not just physical issues sometimes financial issues marriage issues whatever (laughs) unforgiveness unforgiveness he said that you haven't received forgiveness from God or you're still holding for unforgiveness and bitterness towards somebody else you need to let that go this morning It may be affecting your family. It may be affecting your life personally, physically. It may be affecting your finances. You got to let go of that bad will, that ill will and unforgiveness. If you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life today, (laughs) make him the Lord of your life. Sometimes it's hard to forgive when somebody's hurt you so badly. But let God give you strength today to say, God, I don't want this anymore. I'm not going to hold this hard feeling. I'm going to let them go. I know they've made me, they've done something really bad to me. They've made me feel bad. Maybe for a long time. Maybe they still don't talk to you. But today, you're asking God, please help me. I want to forgive them. Release them. Because they are standing in the way of your blessings. You don't need that. You need to release them this morning. And tell God to help you. And ask God to forgive you for holding on forgiveness. It's very crucial. Because that's causing a lot of blockage in in people's lives. If you haven't made peace with God. In other words, if you don't know for sure that if you die right now, you will open your eyes in heaven. You need to make that right with God today. And all you need to do is to tell God, forgive me. And God will forgive you. If you are that individual today and you want to make peace with God because Jesus came to make peace between you and your God. And by raising up your hand, you're saying, God, I want peace with my God. I want peace with my God. If that's you today, yes, thank you. Raise your hand. I see that hand up. Raise your hand. I want peace with my God. I want peace with my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, you sincere in your heart. I know God will heal. And God will make that situation right. He is God. Remember what we said? With God, nothing shall be impossible. Now pray with me, everyone. If you haven't asked Jesus into your heart, please do that today and mean it. If you mean it from your heart, Jesus will come into your life and you will be saved. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. Father, I confess that I've sinned against you. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me my sins. Come into my life, Lord Jesus, and be the Lord of my life. Write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we put our hands together? If you said that prayer, God heard you. And you are forgiven. Stand up with me.
I want to believe that you actually ask God to help you forgive whoever you have hard feelings against so that nothing stands in your way. But this morning I'm believing God that no matter what you have, no matter what the problem is, God's going to heal you this morning. So I'm going to ask if you're sick in the body, whatever sickness is in your body, I don't, now I'm not talking about just physical, if it's mental, emotional, whatever it is, maybe you feel the sense of rejection and it's hurting you bad, I need you up here, I'm going to pray for you and God will heal you. I believe God will heal you. Everyone, you're free to come. Please come now. God, you have, if you feel,
This is why Jesus came. This is very sacred. And he is here with us. This is his daughter. And I want to respect and honor her just like he will. He has already honored her. So I'm going to stay with her a little bit here. God says with long life. I bind you by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. I bind you. Cancer, come out of her. Come out of her brain in Jesus' name. I switch you out of her brain right now in Jesus' name. You're gone. She will live and not die because Jesus is risen from the dead. Oh no, the name of Jesus. Now, I squeeze this thing out of my mind and my brain in Jesus. Yes, the tumor is disappearing in Jesus' name. The tumor is disappearing in Jesus' name. Ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can you feel God? You feel God? Yes. The tumor is disappearing right now in Jesus' name. God is squeezing it out of your body. In Jesus' name, you will live. Say it. I will live and not die. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He took your infirmities. Yeah, he did. What he bore, you cannot bear. Nobody can put it on you. I'll leave my hands there. Don't worry about it. It's comfort. Thank you. Yes, I'll put my hands there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. They lay hands on the sick and they will come. Thank you, Lord. He's gone. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You'll be you'll be okay. You'll be okay.
right. But those symptoms will stop today. The doctors have said she has cancer. Okay? And she's been living. What did they say? Uh, they said by May that they couldn't do anything else. That it had connected to my vein, to my arteries. I'm still here. I'm believing God. How many believe Jesus can heal her today? Let's say today is that day. Can everybody say amen? amen. Today is that day. This is the day of joy. And we see cancer out. In Jesus' name. Every part of cancer in our body. In the name of Jesus. Out of our body. It is written. I bind you. By the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Cancer. I pluck you out of our body. In Jesus' name. Our testimony will be to the glory of our God. Jesus took our infirmities and bore this sickness, this cancer. You'd have no right to be here. Be gone! In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Take the bread and blow that thing out of your body. I know it's this. Take the bread, blow it out because you're not going to have the symptoms anymore. The symptoms are gone. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. How are you? Okay. You're going to be able to breathe now. Okay. I'm going to touch it and I'm not going to pray. Because Jesus is already here. And I touch it. You're going to be able. Now open. 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 Now take a deep breath. Now you can tell me you can breathe. Go on. Okay, just a little bit. Okay, well, pain, I bind you by the power of the Holy Spirit. I command you cease right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Okay, now breathe, and the pain won't be there. Oh my God. <laughs> Take a deep breath. The pain there. The pain is gone. Tell me, yes, no, yes, the pain is gone. Can you put your hands together? You're wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Okay, don't say when they come. They are not coming anymore, okay? In Jesus' name, those feelings of rejection, those feelings of loneliness, by the power of your Holy Spirit, God, I declare her delivered from this pain in Jesus' name, from this day forth and forever. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God. I feel like telling you this three times, about three times. These feelings will come. Immediately reject it. After the third time, I believe you will be free. Okay? Sit I'm tempting you. God bless. Yes, ma'am. How are you, Lily? Yes. That's Lily. I remember you. <laughs> he will come back. Say with me. My husband will come back. Okay, and I'm in the prayer. Every opposition to the confession of Lily, your daughter, right now is cast down. And Lord, you have said in your word, the desires of a righteous person will be granted. And that's our desire, and I believe it's granted, it's established in heaven. That's what's going to happen. In Jesus' name, amen. He's coming back. He will come back. Okay, both of us believe, and we'll testify. He will come to Christ. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Is it going on now? Okay, I'm going to put my ear hand there. And Jesus is healing you right now. Okay, ma'am? Jesus is healing your ear right now. Jesus here. Out. In Jesus' name. Ringing. Stop now. In Jesus' name. 
Father, thank you. Father, thank you. You hear me ringing? I don't think so. Can you hear? You ringing there? A little bit? Okay. In the name of Jesus. Out. What do you hear? Okay. Lord, I pray that the inner ear will be completely healed right now in Jesus' name. And that the ringing will stop. I command the ringing to stop. I command the ringing to stop in Jesus' name. Stop right now. By the power of the Holy Spirit, now. It's over. Now. You still really ringing? No? Adam is not. Is still there? Is still there? Is still there? Okay. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Out. Mm. Yes. Over. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Did you feel? Lord God, in Jesus' name, the main problem. God, I command the veins to be healed right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Every pain here has been normal and all the vein issues be gone, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You feel God's presence, right? Let her lay down right there somewhere. Okay. Sorry. Do you need prayers for? Okay. What is it? Your knee? Is it hurting you? It's not. Is it hurting you now? So? Mm. Okay. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing me. Move your leg back. No, no, back like that. Like this. Okay. How do you feel? It's still sore. Okay. I'm going to pray the soreness go away. Okay. In the name. That's just this leg? Mostly this one? Yes, okay. Father God, I thank you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ligament. Tendon. Pain. I command you. I bind you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Pain, I bind you right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I command you to leave this leg right now. In the name of Jesus. I speak healing upon this leg. Lord, the tenderness in Jesus' name. Strength to the muscles right now. I need you to move it back like I told you. Okay? In Jesus' name. Keep moving it. I'd like you to move, walk back and forth. And uh, I believe God will heal with that. Put your hand. My nerves, like I have this quickly. Right now? Is, is it doing it to you now? Is it doing it? Is it doing it now? If it's not, God healed you before you got here. There's no need to pray. Is it still there? If it's not there, don't expect it back. That's reverse faith. <laughs> is, okay, but do you, is it still there now? Is it still there? Because I need to. Under your feet? Okay, we're going to sit down. Because sometimes God heals us before we get up here. And we just want to be prayed for. So I'm 